America. My name is Armio Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday and Monday. Monday, I give a relationship show. On Thursday, I give a more politics show. Today, we're going to talk about blended families and why they're pretty much a debacle for the purposes of raising children, structurally. And I'm sure everyone has excuses about why it's not all that bad and that you, you, know, you have to give people the freedom to love and choose and all that stuff. But one of the jobs of a parent is to curate the world for your child and help them inter interpret the world and uh, do so in a unified manner so that they're not confused about what they should hope for, what they are, and what they should do, <laughs> right? And if you have two mutually exclusive worldviews going into a kid, that's just a recipe for nihilism. So the kids end up confused about what they should do, what they should hope for, and then what they are. Right? In order to unify that, <laughs> you need a unified household because part of the household's job is to be the first line of interpretation and the primary line, first and last line of interpretation of the experiences of the kid. Like my kids don't do things that aren't curated by me first. And uh, the structural problem with a blended family is you have other people. Now, it's one thing if, if you either dehumanize them by saying that your other parent is like a deadbeat or a horrible human. Um, that causes a different kind of damage. But it still unifies the authority within you. It's an, and it's another thing if that other person dies. So if like two be a widower and a, widower, a widow get together, their blended family can make sense. Poses problem for grandparents, but I think all these situation poses, situations pose problem for grandparents. Um, but I'm not primarily concerned with grandparents. Um, I'm more primarily concerned with the, uni the unity required to raise a functional child in a relatively highly competitive society. And, and what that means when you just fracture authority and, and they have mutually exclusive authorities. So it's one thing if the parents die and then a, a widow and a widower go together, that makes sense, that can work. Because this isn't a biological determination, it's a structural determination concerned with authority. And then second best option is you just have to tar and stigmatize the, the other parent who's not there. Right? And completely delegitimize their authority. That way you get a unified authority again. The, uh, the worst option for the purposes of this argument is just having two irreconcilable worldviews going into a kid, because then the kid just becomes a nihilist. There's a, the beginning of Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. He talks about how you need a, a single good, master end, that, that yields happiness. So that is happiness when you participate in the activity of that master end. And then that master end, whatever it is, subordinates everything else. For example, the master end in soccer is to score goals and keep people from scoring goals on you, right? And because those are the ends, it subordinates what, for example, the players should do. That's why if the goal wasn't to score goals, you wouldn't have something called forwards and you wouldn't have a defense if the goal wasn't also to, uh, to, um, to stop other people from scoring from you. So the master end of getting more points in the other team determines all of the other subordinate features of the game. And they give the being to all of the other subordinate features of the game. Right? Forwards and defense doesn't make sense if, if the game changes from trying to score goals to trying to just make passes in general. And the team who makes the most successful passes wins. Then the idea, like, 
or it stopped becoming a thing because that's a different master. That's a different end of the game. And the end subordinates all of the intermediary um, positions and inner determinations that are made within the game. Right. So when the end of the game changes, all of the little parts that uh, how do you strategize um, to, to, to be successful within the game changes. Now, imagine that with respect to families. Right. You have two irreconcilable views of what the end of, you know, human existence or life um, uh, means and, and how it should be strategized. And that affects all of the subdeterminations and subordinate kind of intermediary determinations within that world, right? So two different, two different uh, worldviews that are irreconcilable, which is why they can't get along um, uh, going into a kid. It pretty much is a recipe for nihilism. This is what Aristotle argues. If, if multiple final ends is a recipe for nihilism. And that just means you don't really think that there's anything out there and everything is just a matter of power. Because if the reason can't solve the problems, then it, it's just the strongest side wins. So you're going to end up raising either nihilists who fail to flourish or jerks who understand that the world is just what the most powerful person says it is. That's, that's the recipe. By the way, if, I, if that explains any of your family situations, you're welcome. Um, go over to www.funkyacademic.com because other people won't tell you that blended families raise either nihilists or... Um, uh, uh, mercenaries for structural reasons. For structural reasons. And I've just laid out the argument. Go back and see it. But go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in $5, dollars $50 a month and I'll keep doing what I'm doing, which is a good thing for the world. Because a lot of you will, <laughs> you know, listen to your friend who just says that, like, you know, you live your best self and, and do whatever. But it turns up screwing up your kids. You'll screw up your kids. Lots of ways to screw up your kids. I'm trying to help you not screw up your kid in this particular way, right? So the Brady Punch gets away with this problem by making uh, Mike a widower. His wife died. And Carol, I did some research on this, the Brady Punch mom, as a matter of policy, they do not mention the dude. They never mention what happened to the dude because as soon as he enters the scene, it becomes a mess. It, like, like it, it becomes incoherent. Then you have the girls going off with him for a weekend or getting some sort of bad advice that they have to listen to because he's their father. And then coming home and it's screwing up the, Brady, the alchemy of the Brady Bunch household. Right? And it's not just about, like, the, the fundamental problem, if you have to explain this to friends in, in a soundbite, is the extra dudes and the extra women hanging around authoritatively uh, with authority hanging around your kids. Like a superfluous authority. And if it's irreconcilable differences the reasons why you guys can't get along. You're pretty much teaching your kids that reason doesn't solve problems. Reason doesn't solve problems. And that is, um, that's a kind of a horrible, once again, for a variety of reasons, that's a horrible message to send to your kids. You're going to raise old nihilists who don't think that like their, their mind is actually enough. And so blended families uh, are a disaster structurally because you get two um, incompatible or incoherent worldviews going into one kid, which will then uh, render the kid either very, very superficial, because if they dig any deeper, like it'll all just kind of like devolve into nihilism, or, um, or just a straight-up mercenary who just believes that everything is about power because reason can't solve the problem because, you know, reason can't 
cohere the two worldviews are getting. And now, a similar arguments were made against um, interracial marriages and miscegenation. I'm happily miscegenated right now. And the way those arguments work is that cultures, incoherent cultures confuse kids, right? But in a well-ordered world, I mean, like, I would just raise my kids to think of racial justice first, right? So if you think of racial justice first, this isn't a problem. But in America, if you're trying to raise black kids as, like, little white kids or um, even, like, raise black kids as, you know, the kind of kids who, you know, suck up to little white kids, that's going to be a disaster. And then those are the two poles of, of American politics right now, whether you, um, you, raise, you raise little um, white kids who learn to rule over black kids, or you raise black kids who learn to not tick off white kids because white people own things, right? So if you go into any of those models, even if it's uniformed, it's going to be a problem. And then they're going to be like, and then if it's in the same family, that's going to be a problem. But those are bad models. If you're raising like properly anti-racist kids, this, the, the, this doesn't become an issue, which is one reason why my kids are actually pretty good, because uh, I'm pretty intentional about uh, the anti-racist stuff. And that's different than saying that race doesn't matter. That's saying that these white people are going to are a problem, um, and your job is to take them out. <laughs> and we have a spy inside, and your mom, right? So like that's. Uh, that's that's a different sort of that's a, a, a kind of a different sort of logic right so and also and you know i also tell them that like black people who are vulnerably placed and think that their only way in life is to suck up to their white boss because that's the only person who has money they're also a problem you don't have to do that either right so there's a coherent worldview that they're getting about race um through uh, an interracial relationship, right? So that's a blended family, but not with external authorities. <laughs> like, not with extra authorities telling them that, like, that with the conventional white narrative or the conventional black narrative. That's telling them to fight all of those authorities in a rather substantive way, right? So once again, the problem with blended families are the external authorities, are the extra authorities, um, the extra parent who either needs to die or need to be horribly, horribly destigmatized, uh, else the kid will get two uh, incoherent views and then end up not believing in anything. And end up being nihilist. Or like killed, probably, it'll take an extra 10, 15 years to figure it all out. Right? So you're stealing away 10, 15 years all because you gave them a huge thorny existential puzzle to deal with as they're, you know, still children. Um, and that's just the situation that you've saddled them with because you decided to bring in all these other authorities. Now, there's also the case that what if you, like, go into a blended family and you have, like, half... Now, your kids have half-siblings, but um, your half-siblings get tainted by... The, the half that's not you. Are you a sibling? Are, are, how responsible are you for the kids that you get from marriage? Are you as responsible for them as they are for their own kids who don't have uh, a, an external authority, right? Because 
like with your own kids, if the external authority is like has a competing worldview, you can just tar the heck out of the external authority. But with the external authority's kids who happen to be living in your house, that becomes more complicated because then you don't want to be the person who undermines the authority of the parent who's not in the house. It's just a recipe for disaster. Stay away from blended families. If you have to get divorced, you don't get to have new kids with your new spouse because it screws up the old kids with the old spouse. And a pretty clear way there's, I mean, there's some of this I can get away with. Like, even if there's money involved, it still screws up the authority. Because then what if the poor spouse, then what happens to, like, the authority of the poor spouse? The poorer spouse. Over his kids. <laughs> so, um, blended families are a debacle. You don't hear about why in, um, in conventional parlance. Look, even that show Modern Family, I've only seen the, I only saw the first episode. I don't know if it still runs, but there was no real blended family in there with like all of the extra like exes hanging around. Right? Manny's dad, the little Latino boy's dad was somewhere else. Right? And all of the other um, parental units didn't have children from exes. The, the, the two gay guys adopted a kid, which means their parents were somewhere else. It wasn't as if, like, the parents were, like, lurking around in 50-50 custody. Manny's parents were, like, and that would be a problem for the raising of a functional kid. And if you don't think raising functional kids matters, just the difference between someone who was raised in kind of a clear, unified vision and someone who wasn't is just monstrous. Is monstrous. Because the kid who wasn't doesn't even know what to hope for. They don't know what they are. They don't know what things are. They don't know what they, what they should do, and they don't know what to hope for. And those are the three big questions that Kant, you know, says that we're kind of laden with. And that, as a parent, these are the this is the content you're supposed to deliver onto kids. You know, I'm writing my dissertation on the relationship between parents and kids. So you're going to hear a lot about this kind of stuff going forward. But um, blended families are it's a form of child abuse. To form a child abuse, you're just inserting confusion structurally into your kid's life. So if you are, and as a, and if you are a blended parent, and you have your kids, and then you have kids who are half raised by somebody else, and then get half somebody else's worldview, you have to figure out like what your responsibility are to um, to to like then your kind of stepchildren, and insofar as the siblings are siblings and we don't call stepchildren the half siblings and we don't we don't want to call that we don't want to call that a thing you have to understand what that means in terms of if there's an immediate relationship between the siblings and you have an immediate relationship with at least the kids you sired then what's your relationship to the step is it immediate or is it mediated by somebody else or um so there's like an internal bond um so i, I these categories we're made for convenience, stepchildren and half-children, they're made for convenience, but it's really a messy, messy thing that doesn't need to be the case if you, are, if you don't want to abuse your child, either ontologically. Um, yeah, if you're like, there's lots of abuse that's not physical, and one of them is just sitting them in a situation that's rife with confusion. All right, thank you for your time. I will see you next um, week. Peace.